Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I think just about everybody is back to school. We'll have a special segment and a discussion about that. We've got a great blog post on our website and on social media. If you haven't seen about that, you need to know your rights when you go back to school. And we'll talk about some other issues as we get a little bit deeper into the school year and as we get close to that September 1st date. That is the effective date for many of the new laws in the state of Texas that are going to go into effect um, that were passed earlier in this year. But we got a great guest today on the show. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to relate to the pro-life issues. And so if you're watching on Facebook, ask you to like this uh, post, to put it into some groups, to share it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now while we're talking. I see it's popped up on my feed. I'm going to go here and... Where is my option to share? And let's get some more people involved in this conversation. And listen, this is a weekly show. If you're listening to this on podcasting formats all over the world, because we're on many of them, uh, check back every week we post this. And if you're watching this on YouTube, click that little button, like it, uh, subscribe it, all that good stuff so we can continue to have this conversation and these important topics reach more people. But I'm excited because we've got my good friend, Abby Johnson, on the show today. She is a Texan herself, but is very well known as one of the leading pro-life leaders across the country. Many people also know she is a former director of a Planned Parenthood clinic. There was a movie made about this story in that background. There was a book written about it. There's been a lot done and said. And since then, she has continued to distinguish herself in a lot of different ways and add so much value to the pro-life movement. Abby, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, you've been on the show several times and we're excited too, because in person, people will be able to see you and meet you here in the Northwest Austin area at our policy event on September 15th and 16th. We'll be announcing soon the actual date and time where Abby will be appearing in that two-day event. But we get to, Abby, we get to see each other from time to time around the area. Saw you a couple of weeks ago out in Taylor. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, But when we get together, whether it's in this format or whatever, I'm always curious to hear about what's going on lately in the pro-life issue. We know we just finished our legislative session. There's been a lot of good things that have happened in Texas on the pro-life issue, but I know you work around the country. So you a lot of times can find out what's going on in other states and give some perspective on that. Um, But I want to start off by you talking a little bit about the ministry that you run, and then there were none. And then we'll talk about some uh, current work that you've been involved in in that work in the pro-life movement. Tell us about your organization. Yeah, well, I mean, and then there were none is, you know, we're just a ministry that helps get abortion clinic workers out of the abortion industry. And we've been doing that um, for over 10 years now. We've helped, uh, uh, let's see, 660 abortion clinic workers transition out and, um, and give their lives to the Lord. I mean, that's really, that's, that's the victory for us. It's not just getting them out of the clinic, but also helping them form a saving relationship with Christ. So, um, yeah, we had a, we every every month we send in some sort of campaign to every abortion facility in the country, and um, we try to be as creative as possible so that you know they'll actually pay attention to the cards we're sending in. And uh, 
this month we sent in a bingo card and it just, every bingo square had something, you know, that an abortion clinic might be kind of well-known for like, you know, check here, you know, mark this square. If you're clinic doesn't properly sterilize instruments or mark here. If you guys don't, you know, properly, um, report statutory rapes, things like that. And so now we are starting to get phone calls. We said on the card, if you get a bingo, call us or, or email us and we'll give you a gift card. We'd love to reach out. We'd love for you to reach out. So now we're having these workers reach out to us and tell us, you know what? I didn't realize how bad my clinic was until I got this bingo card and I filled up the whole card with violations. And so, you know, these interactive sort of tools that we send into the clinics really do work. A lot of people think, you know, oh, these abortion clinic workers, they're just they know what they're doing. They're so hard hearted, but a lot of times, you know, they just got in there to get a job. Um, a lot of them are single moms and a lot of times they really, they really don't see how bad it is until we actually put it in front of their face. And then they well, realize. No, look, so I think this is a really interesting strategy, if you will, or a particular method to communicate with people about this issue and to find out information and really get some perspective of what's going on. And we know in the in the abortion industry, if you will, we know in the state of Texas that abortion is illegal. I know there's some discussion from time to time about, oh, well, maybe there's this loophole, that loophole, whatever. But by and large, abortion has ended in the state of Texas, even though we know Planned Parenthood is still find, trying to find ways to do different things to get around that, whether it's the um, sending things through the mail, chemical abortions. As a matter of fact, there was a huge federal court ruling, the Fifth Circuit, which is the group of federal courts that make um, decide cases for the state of Texas, also for uh, Louisiana and Mississippi. That That is a collection of states that if there's a federal court decision that that applies to that particular region of the country. They just came out with a major decision regarding the uh, Food and Drug Administration having to have safeguards with these medical abortions. But I, and so I don't want to say that there's not much to do anymore on the pro-life issue in Texas. There is a lot to do. We don't see some of the things that we've been doing before where you're, you know, where Planned Parenthood is being obvious about how they're operating right. as well, right? A sign up and all that kind of stuff. And so we're trying to, we're going to have to sort of be mindful of what other ways they might be doing it. And so the, I think it's a great way to draw that information out. I know there's one other thing too, I wanted to, to talk about there was a um, there's a video that you posted about abortions that are happening in hotels. Tell us what yeah. this was about. I I was while I wasn't shocked, I still was. I don't even know if I'd use the word surprise. It was news to me that abortion entities like Planned Parenthood were using hotels to perform these procedures or to interact with young ladies on this. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, there was a, a video that came out. Uh, a woman posted it. She had gone to check into a hotel. And uh, when she went to her room, the room was not totally cleaned. And inside of the closet, the hotel room closet was a, a trash bag. 
And inside of that trash bag, it was, it was just kind of filled with blood. And there was a, a baby, there was a fetus in, in the bag. And so a, a housekeeping, a housekeeper was outside of the, her room. And so she said, there's, I mean, there's something in here. Like, this is, this is not okay. And the housekeeper told her, um, well, yes, we have a contract with Planned Parenthood. And so many women come over here and this is where they will have their abortions. And this is something that's been going on for a long time. Planned Parenthood and other abortion entities will create contracts with hotels, um, you know, especially for women who come from out of town, they will sometimes require them to actually stay in a specific hotel so that the doctor can have access to them if they need to go in the middle of the night. Um, and so, yeah, these hotels are absolutely complicit in these abortion procedures. Women are, you know, if they're doing the medication abortion, they're actually laboring in these hotel rooms and delivering their babies there um, in the bathroom. It's awful. You know, and, you know, and I look, I'm, I say surprise. What, I don't know what the right adjective is. It's concerning to me, or it sort of reminds me, okay, I guess this is what some of them might be trying to do to avoid people being aware of it or to be using businesses of these types. But when I think about a hotel, and I know I travel sometimes for work too, but a lot of times I don't, I mean, I wouldn't think that an entity would be using um, a hotel for some of these purposes. And I don't think I'm any different, right? So my point is, and why that'd be striking no matter what the setting is, right? I think it's it's really shocking to people. Wait a minute, I might go into a hotel room and find remains like this. That's awful, right? And, you know, and, and traumatic. And to think that that's the situation that, young, you know, young ladies are sometimes finding themselves in. And it, and it really just, you know, leads to a lot more questions about the abortion industry and how they operate and how it's, you know, cold and just sort of not this place where you feel real comfortable. They got to send you off to some hotel, right? I mean, and so, and they're shipping girls in or they're dragging girls in, you know, it to me feels like very similar to, you know, the perception of sex trafficking, right? Hotels using these hotel, uh, people using these hotels to bring girls there. And I just think people would, would be really surprised to know that those kind of things are happening and concerning. And it might be something you could bring to the hotel's attention and say, listen, I'm not comfortable staying at a hotel if I think something like this is happening. And that might lead to some changes in that uh, moving forward. But it, it also sort of sounds similar, right? You know, the abortion entities, Planned Parenthood, others, operating kind of in the shadows in ways that so people aren't aware of what they're doing. And, you know, it breaks my heart too. you know, you think about a circumstance like that, that a young lady might find themselves uh, find herself in and to where she's there. And I'm not saying there's not there couldn't be someone there with her, but it certainly seems it's likely like that she's there alone. And she needs to be under the medical care of a doctor. And you know, and that's part of the deal, right? People don't realize that when these um, situations go wrong or the procedure is somehow becomes more life-threatening, where are you going to go? I mean, you're in a hotel room. I guess you could try to go to a local hospital, but you're not in a setting where that, you know, where you're going to have easy access to that. Um, and it just further underscores how dangerous abortion is. Um, and I mean, Abby, you, you said you've heard about this for many years. Um mm -hmm. 
Well, let me I'm tell curious. you though, we had a, we had a woman, a, a girl, a young girl, actually, she was um, a minor and um, she had, we, we ended up getting uh, the information about her. She had, she was going through a second trimester abortion. She'd had the laminaria, the seaweed sticks uh, inserted into her cervix and to help dilate the cervix. After she had the laminaria put in place, she goes to her hotel that they made her stay at. She starts thinking about it and is like, I don't want to do this. This is a mistake. She wants to get the laminaria taken out. Well, Planned Parenthood won't do it. They won't, they won't do it. Mm. So, you know, we tell her, go to the emergency room. So she goes to the emergency room. The emergency room won't do it. They tell her, go back to Planned Parenthood. Good grief. So she goes back to Planned Parenthood and they absolutely will not take them out. And so, I mean, she wasn't able to get care. And uh, she just felt like it was a hopeless situation. So she ended up going through with the abortion. So, you know, we need competent people in these emergency rooms as well that know how to handle women if they do want to reverse their abortion. And, you know, they know how to reverse their abortion. If a woman comes in and she says, you know, I've made a mistake. Well, listen, we're talking with Abby Johnson, pro-life leader, former Planned Parenthood director. That seems so long ago now. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's value in mentioning that because it speaks to your credibility to know you know what's going on or you've got that experience of, of how these organizations, these entities were operating before and then to be able to shed light on it moving forward. And so people can understand it's not someone that's guessing or whatever. Um, and for you to to be aware of, you know, how damaging and how think of a, uh, another word to describe this, the influence that this entity can have on young women in a way to where oftentimes they might feel like, I guess I don't have anywhere to turn or I might not have any other options uh, because the perception by some, and this is part of their marketing, right? They're there to help women and that, you know, they're there to, you know, have an alternative and be there to, to look out for you. And then what we find is they're only interested in the child dying. They're only interested in abortion revenue because if, if a woman changes her mind, all of a sudden they don't want to accommodate that. They don't want to, look out for young ladies and protect them, which is, which is devastating. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to go through. I could imagine to begin with, and then to find yourself to say, you know what, I, I don't want to do this. And now you you're left with no other choice when uh, they turn their back on you. And so, but I know, look, we, we've been involved in this work since our organization started myself for two decades plus. And for a long time, there's a lot of these things that we didn't know. And I see this other shift going on too. Now that we know more about the abortion industry, Two medical abortions, which I think you might find more situations where these things are happening in hotels because the girls take some type of pill, then they're off on their own, right? Whether it's a hotel room, a dorm room. And I mean, I think uh, the majority of abortions now that are being performed are medical abortions. We know we had a decision yesterday on this issue related to chemical abortions. And I think it's um, I think it's important that we start focusing on that more. Yeah, I think the the what I've heard predicted is that in this next year, 80% of abortions will be done um, by the abortion pill. So, I mean, essentially the abortion pill and its widespread access turns every bathroom 
into an abortion clinic, a potential abortion clinic. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you could walk into any public bathroom, uh, any hotel room, any, anywhere, and you could see remains of a child, you know, floating in a toilet. Um, so I, I think it's, I think the widespread repercussions of this or something, we don't even, I don't think, I don't think we've even considered it um, by and large. I don't think no one really understands the, the traumatic, um, just the emotional injury that these women go through, um, knowing that they're the ones that made this decision. They're the ones that actually took the pill. You know, it's a little different with a surgical abortion, a surgical abortion, someone else is aborting for you, right? The doctor is actually killing your baby. The medication abortion, you're killing your baby. And it's a totally different response emotionally, psychologically. And these women sometimes are holding their babies in their hands. Mm. We don't know what that's going to do to these women, but I think it's going to create more anxiety, more depression, more suicidal ideation, more eating disorders. I think we're going to see a lot more turmoil in the minds of women. Well, you know, it's a sad, but I think important point. We're talking with Abby Johnson, pro-life leader, Texan. She's going to be at our public policy event on September 15th and 16th. Get your tickets now. We're about 30 days away. That's here in Northwest Austin, the Texas Values Faith, Family, and Freedom Policy Forum. This is an educational event at Great Hills Baptist Church. We're looking forward to seeing you there, Abby. And, you know, um, it's interesting, too, because we talk about sort of this shift with medical abortions. I think there might be a perception too, because it's a pill that, you know, your expectation is that you might not have some negative or, or significant side effects, that it's sort of routine, right? You know, you have a headache, you take a pill. You have an abortion, you take a pill, right? That, that it's not that big of a deal. And then you're going to have the young ladies or whatever age they are find out, oh, I might end up in a circumstance where I could bleed to death. And there can be some really significant side effects that can be deadly. Uh, I want to mention one other thing too, before, um, b- before we finish the segment today, you know, I was out at an event in Taylor, Texas recently, which is just Northeast of the Austin area. And I know you were there with Kirk Cameron, Riley Gaines, and I really enjoyed seeing you engage with people um, on the issue. Obviously the issue of life is important to you, but I know there are other issues too. You have a family that you're raising and the importance of the type of books that we have that we're allowing children to be exposed to. One of my beliefs is now that, you know, we've got um, all these laws now in Texas that ban abortion, you shouldn't be talking, there shouldn't be books talking to kids about it, suggesting that it's legal. But talk to us about why it was important for you to be there that day out at the uh, library in Taylor, Texas. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're a family. We love, I mean, we love going to libraries. I have, I have eight kids. So, um, libraries, I think provide a lot of good things for kids, but our library system is, and has been, um, always a very liberal entity and, um, and they've always been, um, a, a, a source of liberal information, always wanting to push that out to our kids. And so, um, I think that, you know, 
you have to protect your kids whenever you go into libraries and make sure that, you know, your kids aren't checking out or looking at these books because unfortunately the libraries put them on display. So I know at the Taylor library, they had uh, the LGBT section. They had that a, a huge display in the teen section of all of those books. And so, um, you know, I, I would go in and uh, take a couple at a time and like go hide them in the stack somewhere else. Um, but I think that, you know, I think that we as parents need to do everything we can to shield our children from this perversion because that's, that's really what it is. Um, it's just, it's perversion in print. Well, we know, we know Kirk Cameron is making his way around the country. You know, I was excited to see Riley Gaines there. Cause we've been doing a lot of work with her on the save women's sports issue. I'm like, Oh, look at that. She's teaming up with Kirk. And then you were there as well. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of work in the, the city of Taylor because we've been concerned about some decisions that city council has been making right. that seem to cater and want to glorify the LGBT movement, including drag queens, a whole host of things. And so a lot of people there in Taylor, Texas, know who Texas Values is these days as well, and not always um, for reasons that I would want, right? I would prefer that they um, don't have these problems in their community, but when they do, we're going to be there to step up. And so there was a lot of interest, though, a lot of energy. I mean, the room was packed. Yeah. There were 200 people that didn't make it in that were, you know, yeah. circled around the building, a uh, little bit of media attention, I believe. Obviously, Kirk Cameron, well-known, so that draws a lot of attention, Riley Gaines, and then, of course, yourself. But you know, to your point, when the books are displayed that way, it also kind of draws people in, right? Uh, puts more attention on it. So it's hard to not see it. And then maybe it draws people in young people. And I agree. A lot of times these books too, that, um, you know, or LGBT books are much more sexual in nature than I think a lot of people would expect or thinking is going to be the case. And so oftentimes um, what you're, some of those books that you're seeing removed also have that a part of it. And it just seems like these LGBT books are a lot more sexual in nature. They're a lot more graphic. And so, yeah. um, and if that's the, you know, whatever the case may be, they're going to have to come off the shelves. We've got a new law, HB 900, that addresses this issue in libraries. You know, there's a new law, Senate Bill 12, that relates to not having sexual performances from drag queens and others in front of kids. People have had enough of this and, and are really starting to, to push back. And in many ways, that's why we have these new laws. we got a blog post, Know Your Rights, txvalues.org. You want to know what you need to know going back to school. But, you know, you're you're like me. You've got, you've got kids. You go to the library. You go to some of these public events. This is not what we're expecting. There is definitely agenda. People are trying to push more in this. So we have a right to do something about it. So I was excited to see you sort of broaden, if you will, or realize these are cultural issues. We know that the, the the abortion industry on the liberal side as well, I'm sure they're also engaged in things where, you know, anything to allow people to feel like they need resources from them and confuse people about what sex is and what gender is, I think you're going to see Planned Parenthood involved in that. So I appreciate all the work you're doing. I know you're going to have a lot more to say when you come to our event, September 15th and 16th. I'm looking forward to seeing you there in person. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to be there. It'll be, it'll be a great event. It always is. Yeah. So it's still time to get your tickets. Come see Abby. Come see Riley. A lot of great speakers of the Texas Faith, Family, and Freedom Policy Forum on September 15th and 16th. Great to have the conversation today with Abby. Abby Johnson has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report.
All right, I got a couple of minutes left, and I didn't even get to talk to Abby about Aggie football. I mean, abortion, obviously, is a serious topic. Kind of hard to make that switch, if you will, and then start talking about football. I, you know, sometimes I see her in person. We'll talk about that, being a Texas A&M graduate herself. And I did it again. I didn't mean to, but I've got my Longhorn tie on, burnt orange. Uh, college football season will be starting soon. Is there a game this weekend? I don't know. I'll have to check. Uh, but coming up very soon, and uh, next year, the Aggies and the Longhorns will be playing together. It'll be a lot of fun uh, once again. And so I'll be at um, some high school games soon as my oldest son is a senior in high school. Looking forward to that as well. But if you didn't see that blog post, go to our website, txvalues.org. Know your rights, religious freedom, parental rights. There's a whole lot to know. There are some new laws in place. There's some laws that are continuing that are still kind of new that maybe you don't know about. Find out what your rights are. Print some of those documents directly from our web website or our microsites so you can find out what your right, rights are. Go into your school. Say, listen, this is what the new law is. I want to make sure that y'all are following it. You know, whatever you need to do. And if you need our help, Please let us know. Um, I mentioned there's a major ruling by the Federal Fifth Circuit. Check our social media accounts to find out a little bit more about that huge victory coming out of the north part of the state, excuse me, coming out of the Fifth Circuit, but I believe the case originated out of the north part of Texas. So some really good pro-life news, if you will, some safety news related to this issue. Um, listen, if you see value in our work, go to our website, txvalues.org, and make a donation today. We are a nonprofit 501c3 tax deductible donation organization. That's a mouthful. Um, we need your support. All right. We have about a $2 million budget. The summer months can be really tough. Our work doesn't stop. We don't take the whole summer off and then come back in September. Our work is continuing. Now, I'm, I'm actually going to be out in the northwest part of Houston today. We had an event up in Collin County earlier this week. So we're always out and about. We're involved in some issues right now, involved in messaging in a way that protects the laws that we just passed, even though they've been challenged by the ACLU and others. If you want to make the biggest difference for faith, family, and freedom, make that investment today in Texas values, make that donation at txvalues.org. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.